This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You always hear this like starving artist trope and it's like, I want to banish that. Content creation, it shouldn't be your main focus. I have maybe a controversial question to ask you. What's up and welcome back to the Freelance Friday podcast. I've got a really fun interview today with Leah of Jar of Stars Creative. Leah and I met in my last round of the Social Media Management Accelerator, which is my hands-on immersive course for people looking to become social media managers or improve their social media management business. Something interesting about Leah, though, is that while she does work with social media clients and helps with all of the marketing and all of that, her passion actually lies in video. And I say it all the time. I think that social media management is a really great entry point into a lot of other areas in the creative world or the digital world. And I think that Leah, is walking proof of that. Welcome, Leah. So happy to be here chatting with you. I know we just saw each other yesterday on a a SMMA alumni call, but it's good to see you again. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. So do you want to give a little intro to yourself and share who you are and how you got into this, this space? I remember as a child, I was just recording videos with my sister. Like we found a random webcam around our house. And then we just started recording clips of ourselves. And I put the clips together like on QuickTime, whatever the default like video editor was on the computer and just found some stock footage, edited it together and just made like silly, funny videos just for fun. I've always had kind of like, I guess like creative hobbies. After I graduated college, I went more down the corporate route. I was in tech for many years. Um, And then when I started getting into YouTube, I made videos like on the side, I would, you know, film sometimes after work and on the weekends I would edit videos. When I started thinking about, okay, I think I need to be more strategic and learn about kind of the business side of content creation. uh, I started looking at jobs and I started working freelance then for a social media marketing agency based in Los Angeles. Um, And that was a really good learning experience. I had to create content for like around 30 different businesses and different industries every week. So that really taught me how to one be on schedule with creating content and also how to come up with content ideas really quickly because I only had about like 20 minutes to spend on each client. So that's kind of how I got more interested in the business side. 2020 rolled around. I started my art Instagram and I, I started doing kind of like online art events. Then from that, I decided to start my own business and that's kind of where we are now. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. I I can really relate to so, so much of your story because I got started in a very, very similar way. It was like, I just kind of started creating my own content and then falling in love with kind of the business side of it behind it and realizing that I had something to offer other businesses or other creatives too. I also think it's really interesting. I love that you're an artist. You make amazing stuff, by the way. Like I will make sure to, if it's okay, like link link your art stuff as well. Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, super talented. And and I love that. I come from a family of artists. I didn't get the art gene. It skipped me. But you got I it in a different way. Like. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I do. Yeah, I do consider myself a creative person. And I love like I'm a patron of the arts for sure. And I love your story too, because I think sometimes, and yeah, I guess I can relate. Like I went to school for film and I wanted to, my dream was always to make music videos. That was like my dream. Career. Oh, that's so cool. Cause oh I love gosh, music too. So many cool music videos. Yes, yeah. 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 I think it's cool because, you know, there are so many career possibilities for creatives. You know, you always hear this like starving artist trope and it's like, I want to banish that. You can still find a good paying job or business or career. Um, that allows you to be creative that maybe is a little bit different than what your original vision yeah. was. Like I'm not making music videos, but like I'm making TikToks and Instagram reels all the time and shooting videos for clients. And honestly, that's so like, I feel so lucky to be able to do something even close to my dreams. So yeah. I love that you are able to use your creativity in this, this way too, while still doing your original, you know, art and all of that. Yeah. It's one of my favorite parts of doing this. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So you decided to start your business. Was there any like big steps that you took to getting that set up? For me, I was very careful to not over prepare as in sign up for like all the tools. Okay. Now I have to step up my video gear game and make sure I get like a really fancy studio setup just in case clients want to start sending me products and I need to take photos and videos and it needs to look all perfect. I think it's really important to work with what you have first. And I think what's what's really cool these days about where like short form content is or video like video content is in general is that we're going back to more of a relatable um, being real type of vibe. And that means that you don't necessarily have to take the highest quality video. I think what's more valuable is thinking about the content like what actually is the value that you're delivering in the most important video tool you have i would say is most likely in your hand already it's your phone so i think learning how to use your phone the camera on your phone well or maybe you know if you have an older phone upgrading that i think that's one important step already um, to learning how to do video if that's something that you want to do for clients and then um, you really need to make your own videos like make your own content as well like I think that's really the only way that you'll learn how to do specific things because you'll run into it and you're like, okay, I need to find a tutorial to do this right. And then you'll learn how to do it. So for me, I was like, the most important thing is, okay, I know how to do video. I've done content creation. I have to get clients. I need to get better at the business side. So I was very intentional about, okay, to build my business up without much of a following yet on social media, even though in the future, I want to get more leads out of, you know, my social media following for my business. I need to meet people. I need to go to business events, tech events, whatever means I have to take to get clients. I need to get clients in first because then I just have a hobby. This is just a fun yeah. creative hobby. This is not a business if I'm not making money. So I was like, I have to be laser focused on that. Um, and there was some meandering and I did, you know, um, I think I was very fortunate that when I started, my business, you know, I, I put word out that, hey, I'm taking clients for social media marketing. I had, you know, a, a friend, a longtime friend who had just started their own business that was like, hey, I want to help you with your portfolio. Can you do social media marketing for us? Um, and so that was helpful. And then I did contract work for a technology consulting company, kind of tapped into who I already knew as well. And I, that was, that's what I recommend too, that if you're starting your business, 
you never know who might need help or who wants to help you. Yes. Yes. Okay. Two, uh, first of all, I totally agree with the using your network, not using, but, you know, working that network, talking to people, telling people what you're doing. But two things um, popped into my head. One, you talked about editing um, and learning how to edit. I know you said you kind of just have always dabbled in editing, even when you were you know, younger. Do you have any good resources or recommendations for like editing tutorials? How did you learn? Did you take any classes or specific creators that you watched or anything like that? I learned how to edit through YouTube, which is yeah. so funny if you think about it, because yeah. it's like I'm learning how to edit videos by watching a video. Yeah. But YouTube, it, there's a wealth of tutorials. I totally agree. YouTube University is where, where it's at. Like I still YouTube stuff all the time. I'm like, wait, how do I do this? Yes. And yeah, it's, it's so helpful. And I think that's a great point of like testing things out on yourself because I'm able to make mistakes, you know, and not have to be so high pressure about, oh my gosh, I don't know how to edit this thing perfectly when it's my own stuff. Like I'm like learning yeah. rather than it being a client's video. And I'm like, oh no, That's true. the pressure is really on. on your own stuff first. Yeah, yeah before. Yeah. One of the areas social media managers of today need to learn whether they like it or not is video, at least the basics. That's why I'm so happy to share that Munch is sponsoring today's episode. Munch's AI technology transforms lengthy videos into bite-sized social media optimized clips that captivate audiences and keep brands ahead of the game. Whether your client is a podcaster or maybe they're a corporate company that hosts a lot of webinars, or maybe they're a speaker who does public speaking events and has long form videos from that Munch can help you cut these down and optimize them for social media platforms. All you got to do is create a new project, then select the platforms that you're looking to create videos for. From there, you will paste in the link of the video or you can upload the video file. Give it a little bit of time and Munch will automatically find the clips that are most likely to be compelling and interesting to watch on the social media platforms that you've selected. They'll also automatically put captions on there for you, which of course you can edit. It's amazing. I highly recommend it. And I will leave a link for you down below. And then another thing you said, this is like, I don't know. I, I feel like your videos are just so, um, they just look so good. Like they're so clear, okay. they're so bright. And like part of that is obviously just your skill and your eye and everything. But I also want to know, I don't know how to make my phone videos look like that. And I think a lot of people are in the same situation as me. Do you have any tips for like how to make your iPhone video quality the best that it can be? I always recommend as much as possible to shoot in 4K just from the get-go. You just have a lot more options with what you do with the clip that you shoot afterwards. You can zoom in and it'll still be clear depending on how much you zoom in. But you know, if you start shooting a video with 1080 or 720 already, you're not going to be able to keep it high quality and do some, you know, maybe more complicated edits. So I would do that first. And then I stick to 60 frames per second. So frame rate is, you know, if something is 30 frames per second, let me try to simplify this. You're kind of watching like a like typical like TV show or YouTube video that's happening in real time. And something that is 24 frames per second, that's usually the the way that movies are filmed. They are more cinematic. Not, yes, more cinematic. Yes. Yeah. And um, the higher the frame rate, the more like frames 
you're capturing and you can do things like slow a video down slightly if you you know film at you know 60 frames per second if you want that dramatic effect I like having that option. So I usually stick to filming at 60 frames per second. I would also invest in a phone tripod, like a, you know, something to stick your phone on when you film. So you're not just propping it up on your bag or something, you know, when you're filming, you don't have to think about it. It's secure and it's at a flattering angle for whatever scene you're trying to film. Yeah. I think the background matters too, though. Like you have a really good, um, like I love like this wall that we're looking at right now. Like I, I know you film in front of that sometimes, or when you're in your more of like living space, it looks like looks like you're really using natural light to your advantage too. So yes. that stuff can definitely impact your quality too. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the client workflow. So we met in SMMA last year. Late, yes, I'm like, what day year. is it? What year is it? <laughs> late, late last year we met in SMMA, and that's kind of a lot of what we talk about in that course is like client workflow and like getting everybody onboarded and, and figuring out, you know, what you're going to offer to your clients. So I would love to know like how you do this for your clients. How do you get them set up for video success? Like how do you start to like really flesh out that video strategy for, for a client? Really go into what, what are their business goals? What is the vibe of their business, who they are? And then that will help determine who their audience is, who, follows their content and who watches them. Uh, and then you'll figure out from there what they want to know about their product or service or, or how they want to know about it. Depending on the platform that they're on, you know, you can have a mix of video and, you know, photo content. I don't think mm -hmm. any one is better or worse than the other. I think something else you have to think about too is the industry, right? So like just for a few examples, you know, if I am helping a mental health therapist out with their content. You know, I, you know, you can do short form and long form content for them, you know, depending on their budget ultimately, but for mm -hmm. short form, you know, you could be, you could do a video with them, what a day looks like for a, you know, mental health therapist. And then a long mm -hmm. form could be a more in-depth video about different mental health specialties. Right. And that will position them or show them off more as an expert. So having kind of both sides of that, I think would be really good for them. If, you know, I have a client that is a comedian, you know, for example, a short form might be a, a joke and a punchline, very, you know, short, has captions, it draws people in, but then the long form might be, you know, a actual like comedy special, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like there's a lot of ways that you can kind of play short form and long form video together. And, you know, in terms of like getting like ideas for video, look at videos that similar niches or brands are doing. And if those are doing well, seeing how they can work for your client. Um, yeah. And then look at what, what like their audience is already asking them to, if they already have an established audience, you know, is, is it something that you can answer if they have questions, answer through an FAQ. Um, you can even, you know, show the person kind of behind the brand as well, if they're a business. So I think, yeah, ultimately it depends, you know, what, what is the strategy and making sure you're talking to the audience and making content that they find interesting, yeah. valuable, that makes them want to stick around. Yeah, that's all good. Good stuff. Um, 
a question, a slight diversion from like the strategy talk, but, you know, I'm curious, cause you mentioned being, you know, kind of the face of the brand. How do you get clients comfortable to be on camera or do you do any, like, do you work with any clients that you're on camera for them? Like, can you talk about that a little bit? Like, cause obviously a comedian, like they're probably fine with it. They probably already have video content that you can just edit, but like the mental health therapist, for example, you know, how do you um, encourage them to get on camera? Do you think it's always necessary? I don't always actually think it's necessary to be in front of the camera if you're the brand or business. Not everyone is very comfortable with being in front of the camera. And I think there are a lot of really engaging things that you can do on social media without being the face of a brand or in front of the camera. Now, if it's like something like a personal story that I feel like they should tell on social media, but they're a little reticent, I like to prepare the client as much as possible. So, you know, if we want to record more of a, you know, behind the brand type of video, then in Notion, Notion is what I use to organize all the information in that card for that specific video idea. I'll try to have, you know, the questions down there um, and even maybe give them some talking points, depending on how much preparation they need in front of the camera. Some people can start speaking right away. Some people are like, I need to practice a little bit more. So I like to prepare them ahead of time. And then once we get into recording, I like to start off with just like some fun chatter, just like some just casual chat, because I feel like, um, I mean, that loosens them up, but also then their more natural facial expressions come out. They're not like, okay, I need to make my face look a very like professional way. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're like, okay, like I kind of open, open up more and this is like more of my natural expression. And then I remind them that it's okay if you feel like you mess up a line. You know, yeah. I do it all the time when I record myself too. I have to re-record lines over and over sometimes. We can re-record. That's the magic of video, you can re-record something. So I try to take the pressure off of them so they don't feel that, oh, it needs to be perfect because yeah. that's not the most important thing. From there, you know, we, we record and then I like to show them along the way what it looks like. So just like even turn the camera around, like if I'm recording, so they can even see like what it looks like and they feel like they have input in the process. So they're not in front of the camera all the time. You know, they probably have never done it and they're, they're putting their trust in you and, and looking to you for expertise. So I, I always strive to make my clients look, you know, I like themselves the best that they can be, but as natural as yeah. they can be as well. I even try to find like, you know, I ask them what's your best angle and I try to position them more towards the light. Like, oh, can you like sit up a little bit? So I like to give those pointers. So they also feel more at ease. Like, okay, like she's trying to make me look good <laughs> for the most yes. part. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, I agree. I think that's like a big thing that's missing of I've been kind of on the other side of the camera, like as like talent or like being filmed by some people who just did not have that personal touch. That's actually why I was like, I want to do more production work too. Cause I feel like those of us who have been on both sides of it, we really come at it from a place of like empathy and like yeah. knowing, you know, it's, it, I've been on camera for so many years and even still I get nervous sometimes, or, you know, I might have an insecure day. And so like having that person kind of coaching me along and like checking my hair, checking my angles, like for me, it, it like is really reassuring. So I love that you're, you're doing that. I think there is a unique need or a unique blend of like the video marketer, I guess, where it's like maybe not a 
you know, a music video director or a filmmaker. Um, but you're also having tapping into the specialized skill of video. Why did you feel the need to learn more about social media marketing when it came to your video practice? You could do videos for fun, right? Mm -hmm. Of like your product or your service, you know, post it on Instagram, post it on TikTok. And, you know, you might have fun, you might get some, you know, uh, people looking at that. But I feel like to really know and use your time efficiently as a business owner who's, you know, trying to build their business, if you're going to be using social media for marketing or to possibly get leads, or, you know, whatever your goals are, I think it's important to think broader why you're on social media, like what is your goal with your content and whether that's a mix of video or, you know, photos, you know, whatever, really think about why am I on here? What am I trying to show my audience or tell my audience? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I feel like social media is video content now, like without a video strategy, it's really hard to build a social media strategy. I mean, yeah. it's possible for, you know, I know some, um, brands who like only do Twitter or X or whatever threads or like written content, like writers and in, in particular things like that. But if you're going to be on Instagram, if you're gonna be on TikTok, if you're gonna be on Facebook, even you've got to have some element of video, I think in, in your marketing strategy nowadays, I have maybe a controversial question to ask you because I hear from students and, and other social media managers all the time. Like, I want to be a social media manager. I don't want to be a content creator. Do you think that to be a successful social media manager, you have to know video? Or do you think that there's a model that works where like you're outsourcing the video and you're just kind of copy editing? How do you kind of see like the future of, of this industry in, in regards to video versus strictly social media management? You'll have to understand video, I feel like from now on. I really feel like it's a format that's not going anywhere. I think as a business, whether or not it's something that you want to focus on, I feel like knowing enough about video, at least knowing, okay, what, what what's a good way to film video? Even like basics and editing is like super important, right? Even if it's not something that you really want to take on yourself, at least knowing the video process so you'll be able to you know, get someone in like, you know, whether it's a freelancer contractor to do video for you, at least you'll have a good eye for that. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's important to like, know your lane, if you will, you know, if a client is like, Oh, I want this like TV commercial or, you know, this huge yeah. thing, like, yeah. Take that on, most likely. yeah, yeah. Either don't take the client on or let them know like, Hey, you know, that's not, I can't do that. Maybe you need to hire like a traditional agency or traditional filmmaker or whatever for that. But like, true, like you, yeah. yeah, like you said, though, like knowing enough about, you know, we should all know the basics of being able to pull out your smartphone and film a quick video. I mean, even when I was working in corporate, like in 2015, 16, when we would have events at the office, I was taking photos and videos and stuff like that. I wasn't, wasn't technically in my like job description, but it's like, you have yeah. to be able to kind of think on your feet and stretch a little gonna, bit sometimes. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And if that's, what's going to be the thing that gets your clients results, you know, do it if you can, if you have the capabilities to, and like you said, I think most of us have the capability to at least do like a basic level video just with devices that we use every single day anyway. So exactly. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, 
I want to ask just one more big question, which is for any brands that are out there listening or, you know, anyone who's a creator, I feel like we all create video content nowadays in some regard, like, how do you know when to outsource your video and when you should just learn how to DIY it? Do you have any advice there? You know, if you are just starting your business out and you want to do content creation, chances are you're not going to have as big of a budget. Yeah. I think in that case, I might think about if I'm going to try a video strategy, depending on the industry that I'm in, what is the most efficient use of my time for video? And maybe that might even be doing long form content and then chopping it up and repurposing that into like shorter clips. That might be a more efficient use of your time if you're just starting out. I would say if you want to start, you know, outsourcing or contracting video content creation or editing out, it's really, I feel like at the point in your business where it's all hands on deck in a sense, like it's growing really fast. You need to keep up with sales and, you know, content creation is, it shouldn't be your main focus because you need to focus more on the business side. And video editing can be very time consuming. I feel like it is one of the most time consuming parts of the entire video content creation process, even, you know, more so than filming, I feel mm -hmm. like. For sure. So once you get to the point where, you know, hopefully your business is exploding, I think that would be a good time to start thinking about, I need someone to handle video or at least take on the video editing part. And then mm -hmm. you might then, you know, especially like if the kind of video content you're creating is more, um, you know, maybe it's like one scene that you're shooting. It doesn't really change that much. That's something that's pretty easy to templatize and hand off to someone to yep. do for you. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, it definitely is time consuming, especially when you factor in like, we're not just doing only one, you know, long form YouTube video, for example, anymore. Now we also need to get like shorts in different sizes and all of that stuff um, for all the different platforms. You know, that's the strategy most people go with. So it's a lot <laughs> like it ends up being multiple yeah. platforms, even if you just make one video nowadays. Where can people find you? What's your account called? I'll link it down below, of course, as well too. But for the audio listeners, where, where can they find you? You can find me on TikTok and Instagram, mainly Jar of Stars Creative. And uh, jarofstars.co is my website. If you you know want to chat with me about doing social video marketing or you know just learn more about that, happy to chat and talk. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time, Leah. It's always good chatting with you, learning more about how you do what you do. So appreciate you being here and I'll talk to you soon, I'm sure. Thank you so much, Latasha, for having me. Of course. Thanks again for tuning in, y'all. Really hope you enjoyed this conversation with Leah and that you learned something. Be sure to go follow her. I'll leave all her links down below. There will also be links for the Social Media Management Accelerator if you're interested in joining that and learning a little bit more about video, about social media content, about client workflows, and developing your own unique offers. So that will be down below. I'll see you there. And thanks so much for tuning in. Bye.